0: In this episode of the business of e-commerce I talk with Kevin Yaruta about how to find suppliers in Asia. This is the business of e-commerce episode 143. Welcome to the business of e-commerce, the show that helps e-commerce retailers start lunch and grow the e-commerce business. I'm your host Charles Plesky, and I'm here today with Kevin Yuruta. Kevin is a founder of Roy media where he has started several e-commerce companies, his most recent company producing luggage. We brought him the show to chat about how he went through the process of finding suppliers in Asia to produce the luggage. Super interesting and just talking to Kevin about his whole background process and how he kind of thought through the process of getting this business started. is very interesting and I think helpful for anyone just starting off or even someone experienced. Right at the very end of the show, he also dropped some really hintful helpful nuggets on what he would do if he was just starting off today. So I think it's well worth listening right to the end. Let's get into the show. Hey, Kevin, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Awesome to have you on the show. Um, super interested in we we're talking earlier. Um, so about finding supplies in Asia. Um, but I guess some of your background real quick. So we're talking in 2020 and what do you guys do? So sell luggage currently.
1: Yeah. So for Chester, we're sell luggages, online luggages. So that's a carry on probably the one of the most popular sizes, but then we about like maybe eight months ago we released like the other two sizes, the medium one and the check one. Um, but yeah, for like almost a good year and a half, we only sold the carry on cause we didn't have any cash to make the other ones. Yeah.
0: So you actually, so you started what a year and a half ago or how long has this been around Oh, so now? Yeah. Okay. But,
1: all like actual selling, but then we were in like product development for a good, like six months oh, wow. and then okay. being of like the products and stuff. Yeah.
0: So when you say product development, kind of let's go on. So what, at what part did you actually, when you say product development, what part were you developing? What part did you start talking to suppliers and like, how did this whole process happen? Yeah.
1: So for the, for the Chester luggage, so this is my second e-commerce company for Chester. Everything on the luggage is actually custom made uh, with the supplier that we work with, which is great because obviously you probably know with e-commerce, like you said, Hey, like this is one thing that was actually kind of funny. We're like, Hey, we want to make a luggage. And they're like, okay, like, can you make a luggage like this company? And they're like, nah, like we don't work like that. And we're like, no, cause like we're so used to that. Right. Like you just see that online, but with them, they wanted us to pretty much pick everything. Like, and that was pretty exciting and also scary because we have never done it. But like, I kind of like that. So we were able to pick the wheels. They sent us like a catalog, you probably know, like a catalog of like wheels, shells, uh interior interior lining and then colors and then we had to just design the full shape of it um and then they needed like a, a autocad drawing for that so then my brother's actually art we used to go to architecture school and he helped us design it and send us like the drawings and measurements and everything like that and then that took about like i'm playing it really quick but that took about six months because we're trying to learn everything about a luggage handles uh components zippers, um I know, obviously we know luggage, but we didn't know how to design everything. So then we also worked with, um, even the zippers were all custom made. So we worked with the YKK factory, which is the company that makes like, I mean, pretty much every zipper you probably use, like Levi's for example. And we had like a custom C design it for Chester. And then our, we worked with the, the T official like TSA locks to make uh, the locks for like Chester on top. So then it's two zippers and then it's like half a C. So then when you connect them, it looks like a full C. So all that stuff is pretty custom. And then of course they can make it like TSA approved for our luggages, so like they can use their keys. So that was pretty fun working with them. Um and then bigger thing was like the interior lining of how we want to sort of lay things in there. And that was pretty interesting and sort of like what interior bags, um, so some pictures like that. So everything on that luggage was custom, and also the shelf was custom too. Uh, we got a few patterns that they told us, and then uh we had to pick like uh sort of like the the roughness or the texture of it. So that would be interesting. And then the handle. So that's another big one. So yeah, everything on there was like custom and the wheels are like some Japanese wheels that we picked that were like 360 spinners. Uh, so those are pretty fun.
0: So how did you actually, so did the, did the manufacturer kind of have all this in the catalog and kind of just like run you through like a menu of this or was it really up to you to go and like all right. Like we'll manufacture a luggage, but you find us a zipper. Like how did that process actually kind of go down? Yeah,
1: so basically, yeah, that's a good question. So basically they said like, Hey, for the zipper, they said like, Hey, if you want a zipper, let us know what you want. And they're like, go talk to YKK. So then we would have to call, they would tell us to contact the contact to YKK.
0: Okay. Could they, could they have given you a zipper or could, was it literally just like, if you want it, if you want a zipper, you could have talked to like the zipper guy
1: yeah they can give us zippers but we're like if we're going to make everything custom we're going to might as well make our custom because this was already this was already going to cost us about like 150k for the molds and they're like hey just like if you're doing this custom design we want you probably want to do custom stuff here um uh, that's why it took us so long to make the other sizes because we're just like we just can't afford another mold because <laughs> so, we're bootstrapped but they were t- they told us like if you want this go talk to these guys if you want this go talk to these guys and then we'll contact them and say, hey, we're looking for a zipper for a luggage. I'm like, okay, here are the standard ones. And then we're saying, okay, how do we add like a C? And they're like, okay, this is how you would do it. Um, and, and they're pretty helpful uh, to do it because the fact we were working with was legit. Uh, and they gave us great advice and tips on what to do. So, and then they would just be like, we just measure things. Uh, we'll just buy luggages that we thought were cool. And then we'd measure them. And then we would say, hey, this is kind of like kind of a pattern we're thinking about. How do, you, how do we make that done? Um, so then they would send us fabrics here and stuff like that.
0: So it's almost like the factory is like your advisor, right? So they give you a kind of the menu of like, here are the hundred different whales we have. But if you want some other whales, you have the whale guy you can talk to and he can make you what, like just come up with a design and he'll do it for you.
1: Yeah, like, the, yeah, they basically tell us like, hey, we can add this. And they're like, uh, based on the design you have, it probably wouldn't look good with a stock one. You might want a custom one. And t- they would tell us like why, like, because like the... The, the welding might get stuck with like the, the design. The biggest thing that we did to design was like kind of like the look of the, of the luggage, like the kind of you look at our luggage kind of like square, a rectangular with like rounded corners. That was like the main one. And then we told them like, they would tell us like, hey, if you want to handle like this, you probably want like a, bevel, a beveled one. That way when someone pulls it up, it doesn't like mess up or like sticks out. So they were kind of like, they were obviously they were experts. So they'd done kind of luggages. Um, so they, they knew kind of what to sort of expect or what to think about. Um, so they were very good, good at that because of course we never designed a lug before. So they were like kind of telling us like, I don't think that would work
0: well. Right? Yeah. Well, actually that's, and that brings me to the question too, how did you even to back up way up? how did you even find this factory? Right? Cause it sounds like they were giving you great advice, but you were like leaning on them a lot too. So how did you actually find a factory that you were like, I trust, I trust them enough to like first a go with them and spend 150 on molds, but then second, uh, yeah. just like lean on them for that much advice.
1: Yeah, so we were so basically for us, like I have another outdoor gear company, and that's sort of like we, we were able to find factories through like traditional like Alibaba, AliExpress that way. But what something that we saw were there was kind of like RBC's now is like it's so easy to copy stuff. So when we wanted to do the the Chester luggage, we went to look at at who's making the best luggage that we like. And of course you probably know Samsonite, to right? Like great luggage companies. So then what we did is From our experience of learning from my other company, we knew that everything that was imported from China or from anything goes through the port and the port has the government documents. So then we went to the port website and said, (laughs) this company is importing from? And then we looked at the legal uh, factory names. and And then we went to my friend that was in China at the time saying, hey, can you call these guys up and see if they can make us stuff? And then they're like, yes, we can but they only spoke Chinese. So then we, our other friend that spoke Chinese was able to translate everything for us and speak with them. So it's more about like just reverse engineering uh, where, where it is because you, if you, from our previous friends, we're like, hey, like it needs to go through the port. So you know that everything's documented because, uh, and there's websites that do this too. You, I'm not sure if you know, like there's like what's it called like Pangeva. And then it shows you like, it also shows you stats about like when they're importing the most. So then you can get like, a, uh, they say, hey, it looks like, the summer people are importing more clothing. So there's probably an uptick of sales because if they have more importing, they're importing more. They probably think they're going to sell more. Right. So that's sort of how we did it. Um, so any company has some sort of legal name, um, you probably know it can like, sometimes people hide it, but you need, to, you need to display that to the US government when you're importing stuff. So you can't get away and then just reverse engineer where they coming from.
0: Okay. So to make sure, cause this is, this is good. And I think a lot of people get really hung up on this step here on how to actually, like find someone reputable, right? So you basically said, well, let's find someone we like out there. So Sam's nice. Let's back up and now find out where they're importing into. So let's just assume somewhere on the West coast and start basically now figure out, you can look up the government documents. Um, and did you use uh Pangea, Pangeva for that? Pangeva. Yeah. Okay.
1: Pangeva. Also like um, Pangeva is paid because it's like they like filter it nicely for you with like filters but if you go to like the raw, like, I think it's like DH something department of home security, right? The, yeah. Department of home security has a website of importations
0: and then you can just like troll, like scroll through the documents and try to figure out from there yourself. Yeah. Yep. So then you started. it, so you literally just went to the government website and yeah. you could just, yeah. And you do this and you search the raw documents and it's like, what is all this stuff? Like there's just like hundreds of these random things, but you found the import document that shows, And it's basically like the handoff, right. Of like factory A is now handing it to Samsung or wherever else in the U S. And you found that kind of exchange and then said, what is that factory name? And then went to your friend in China and said, can you go talk to the guy at that factory and get in touch with them? Exactly. And then they're like, oh yeah, we make it. And then they're like, they're like, Hey, like,
1: do you guys have, have you guys ever have a company before? We're like, yeah, we (laughs) haven't had, right. And then they're like. We're like, oh, well, like we have like a huge, like minimum order quantity. We're like, no, like, and then we basically with, with these legit factories, that's what's great about them is that like, they just wouldn't say yes to us. So sometimes it's like annoying, but for us, it was like, oh, wow, this is great. That means the barrier of entry is pretty high. So that means that if the barrier to entry is pretty high, that means it's, is, isn't a thing something can easily copy. It's, of course, it's like, you can make a luggage, not, I think it's rocket science, but there's a little bit of steps that sometimes really caught up on And For me, I was like, oh, great. Like, I love this right
0: now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like, I like, yes. I talk about it all the time where I think some people that's like, that like, uh, discourages them. And it's literally the exact opposite on like, oh, they've rejected me. I want them more now. Like, like th- whoever rejects you, like the one that they were like, yes, yes. We'll make you luggage. We'll can send you one piece right now. You're like, I don't want that guy. Like stay away, stay away from him. But as soon as they're like, no, 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 it's huge. We can't even talk to you. You need at least X amount of million. And they're like, all right, how can we, okay. How can we make this work?
1: How could, exactly. That's like, we're like, how can we make this work? We're like, we're like, okay, like we have experience. Basically, we told them like, Hey, they went through we're like, Hey, we have experience. We're selling e-commerce already. Look at our previous company. And mm-hmm. they're like, okay, it makes sense. And we're like, can you make our stuff like in between runs? And they're like, okay, we could do that. So then they would make it like at night in between stuff. And then until we told them like, we can finally start making more.
0: I like that. Yes. It's funny that. So And I've talked about on the show before. I used to have a dropshipping company, worked with a bunch of suppliers. And initially, when I went to talk to like supplier A, they were like, absolutely not. There's no possible way. And over time, started working with some more entry-level suppliers, let's call them. But then once I went back to supplier A and said, no, 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 look at my track record. We're doing great. They were like, oh, yeah, great. We can talk. like, okay. Yeah, so having that company, and I think everyone kind of missed that. If you go to them and you're like... Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm starting off. Like, how can you help me? People like, no, no way. Like, but if you go to them and you point to like, I've maybe we're starting this off today, but we have this other successful business that this one's doing fine. Then all of a sudden, even though you're just starting company B today, they're very um, likely to talk to you just because you're showing them. I know what I'm doing. I have a track record. And that's kind of the proof that everyone wants.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's like once you can show that off, it shows that like you're just not you're not gonna waste their time because they don't want to waste their time like teaching them basics of like how to import. Like they don't like we already by that time we already had like a 3PL. We already we already had like a our our importation documents, our licenses. Like we had all that stuff. So it's like we're not like we're not like asking these questions that for them are like very basic, right? Like.
0: And you had that all through the previous the first company, right? So you already so you were just gonna store the products in the 3PL next to the existing products. So and you already had importer ready to go. So like, this was just, this was just basically calling the importer and saying, "This is some extra products coming over from this other factory. Exactly. Just figuring out.
1: Just basically figuring out what the new taxes would be on importation taxes would be right. Obviously like with uh, the new stuff that happened with Trump, we're like wow, oh, it's going to affect their stuff. And so it's like figuring out what that is, but we already knew what that was from our previous company. So like they could, we could show them like, look, we already have our license to import. Like we just need you. So they're like, okay, like you guys are serious, right? Got it's like, it. it's like, seriousness that they're looking for. Right.
0: Yep, Yeah. And they want to, they just want to see you kind of, like you said, I'm going to ask those basic questions and get all the products manufactured and say, all right, what do we do next? And like lean on them for. It's one thing leaning on them for like the zipper, right? Like maybe you're not the, you you can go to them and explain, I don't know luggage that well. And like, I might need help with the zippers, but like, I know importing, I know fulfillment logistics, like that. At least I've done something before and you're just going to need to help with the zipper part. And like, they're okay actually, with yeah. that. Okay. Got it. That is very cool. Yeah. I think so many people that little step right there that like that trips up so many people right there. I'm just like, I talked to the factory, they said no. And you're like, all right, cool. What did you do? Like, so what are you doing next? And they're like, well, they said no. And you're like, no, no, that's just the first step. They're supposed to say no. That's like, that's the right thing. Yeah. It's the right thing. Yeah. And then we're like, okay, like then we're persistent. Like even, even the guy, his
1: name is actually Jeff we told him like, go to the factory and talk to them. So really, he literally went to the factory and was like, all right. Cause like, we were traveling at that time.
0: And hey, this is uh, just from your other business. So you have a, the other business, Jeff worked with you there. And you basically said, can you just like drive down to this other city and talk to these yeah. guys over there? We, I've known Jeff for like a
1: while cause we were working on stuff like through like other projects. And then he was already there and we're like telling him like, Hey, we need a, like, we need a partner that can help us get this going. And then we're like, Hey, can you join us? And he's like, all right, cool. I'll join. And then he was the guy that like, I always tell people like, um, something you get to partner up with people. Like, it's, it's like, Hey, I can't do it myself. I'm like, Hey, if this guy's in China, he's an expert he can do it for me. Um, and then he, he owns part of the company too. And now he just dealt with like the factory, getting all the fabrics, all the translation, because we still needed somebody. We knew it was going to be a process, right? So we're like, Hey, look, we can't pay you, but we'll give you part of the company if you can help us figure out this logistic thing. And then he was doing all that for us and translating it, getting all the documents and, uh, going to the factory and checking things out for us, which is what we needed.
0: Today's episode is sponsored by Drip. Drip is the world's first e commerce CRM and a tool that I personally use for email marketing and automation. Now, if you're ever in an e commerce store, you need to give Drip a try, and here's why. Drip offers one click integrations for both Shopify and Magento. There's robust segmentation, personalization, and revenue dashboards to give you an overview of how your automation emails are performing. One of my favorite features of Drip is the visual workflow builder. It gives you a super easy way to build out your automation rules visually and see the entire process. It lets you get started quickly, but also build very complex automation rules. It's powerful, but also easy to learn. Unlike a lot of email tools that offer the same type of automation to get a demo of drip today. You can go head over to drip.com B O E. That's drip.com B O E. Now onto the show. Okay. So you actually made him a part owner. So he has now, he has skin in the game. So it's not like he's just trying to, you know, you're going to pay him per hour and he can just kind of wander around for 40 hours a week. Like he wants to see this actually get product, get created, product get imported. Like he needs us to, to work just as much as you do at this point. Exactly. And plus like he knew, like we have previous track where he's like, Oh great. Let's try this thing. It's, it seems like a cool
1: project with you guys. And I think it's, uh, we're like, yeah, that's worth it. Like, and i tell people like sometimes it's worth giving someone equity because they make them want to work harder but at the same time like equity is worthless if you don't have anything like you know, some people just give something like <laughs> forget to become successful great like you all made money together sometimes people get so cut off in like obviously right now like oh i don't want to give equity like your company's not worth anything like if you guys both make it something then yeah why not give somebody a share yeah. um but it's yeah, so i've been for rallies for me like through this like i've done so many companies i've had so many llc's i'm like this equity is worthless because it didn't go anywhere. Yeah,
0: I think people what they get hung up with there is they see like how far they've went and they think, well, I went this far alone and like you know, so I deserve this much more. And I think the people that first time don't realize, no, 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 like you're still at like you haven't left, left base camp yet, like you, this Everest, and it's still like you're still hanging out at base camp eating breakfast at this point, like you know, like oh, I came up with I came up with a name and a logo, and like you're like. Yeah. You haven't left base camp. Like, that's
1: nothing. Yeah. Name a logo. I'm like, I tell people like, oh my God, like what's the logo? should be? I'm like, just make it anything. Like who cares? <laughs> and like, Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's the first when you get, and that's people over of equity because they see the work they've already invested and they think, oh, this person hasn't been here since the beginning, but like they just don't realize that they're still at the beginning at this point. And yeah, like getting the product from, like, and they haven't now you have to find the factory. you have to negotiate with the factory. you have to get the like there's all these other steps. and this could take, like you said, it took you what six months, and that's with experience. and that's with like the logistics side already being. So it took six months. And you already had pretty much eighty percent of it figured out. So
1: said, we still need help. and you still need help. Yeah, you always still need help with like I mentor. it could be like someone equity partner, but even like you probably know like mentors coaching. i think I think that's probably one of the biggest things for as you sort of learn more you realize, oh wow, I don't know anything. <laughs> like, and I think it's the biggest thing. Like when I was like 20, I was just like, I know everything. And then I'm like, oh crap. Like, I don't know copywriting. I don't know this. I don't know. I'm like, oh my God, these guys are so pros. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. How can I learn from them? Like what's their course, you
0: know? <laughs> so, well, that, that's one of the first times you hire a, uh, a copywriter is a good example. Cause you're like, I know how to write. I learned writing in you know, fourth grade, I can do this. And then you hire a professional copywriter and you're like, wow, you're a lot better than anything. Like I've seen before. It's like, would you know what i could produce in three days they can produce in three hours so it's just and i I could produce a bad version in days they can produce a really refined version in a matter of like an hour and it's like oh that's a difference you're a professional i get it
1: yeah yeah i think sometimes people have caught up with that but yeah like i think it's always great having partners or just like mentors that you can lean on even with experience because then you can just get there quicker yeah which is sort of as you sort of uh, get older, or just like want to do things. You you don't want to figure them out. Like it's fine, but like you're like, how do I get quicker now? <laughs> like yeah.
0: You know. So now once you've got the factory, um, Jeff, right, was his name? He said. Is really Jeff, yeah, yeah. Jeff's a guy? Was he? Neg- so now was he negotiating for you with the factory? Like when does that actually? Right, because this is the beginning where you're trying to like you're trying to court them, right? And then now they've kind of accepted you, but then now you're trying to negotiate with them after this like courting process. What was that? How did that go? Yeah,
1: so for that, we, we basically were talking to Jeff and asking him like, hey, like what do they need for us to uh, make the luggages? You know, what are the minimum order quantities? Uh, when they can produce? How fast we're looking to produce? But the biggest thing for this was they, this was like a, this was like a tricky sort of kind of uh, place because they, they couldn't, they, they didn't know if they can make it for us because we also didn't have the full like 3D AutoCAD drawing ready for them. And then they were sort of, they were still saying like, hey, look, we can't really quote you or know everything in this because we don't really know what you want. But if you guys are serious, we'll help you get that drawing done. And that's really when they saw that we were actively working on this sort of 3D thing for like two months. They said, okay, these guys are still like serious. Because You know, like anything, like you get excited for a month and then like the next month you're like, oh, do I really want to work on that? And, like, <laughs> and then you have like, at least for me you have like a hundred domain names in there that you're like, Oh, that was a good idea. Like and then you <laughs> work on it, right? But like it's that sort of like persistence I tell people like it's it's just basically months of like them seeing, Okay, these guys are still like trying to get this thing done, right? So and then um, they saw that and then we just basically negotiated how many units we wanted and the price and then we're telling them like, Hey, like of course we can't make too many at once because we just like don't have like that much cash. And also we didn't have a place to store them because obviously, a know, luggage is a pretty big item. Yeah. So that's one thing that we didn't realize too much. Like we knew it was big, but we just like realized how big it was until like we're like, oh wow, we can't really store that much at all. Like yeah. uh, it's like damn, yeah, we gotta like we can't be doing too crazy things here. So yeah.
0: Did but, you yeah? When you couldn't store it in your three PL, I know some people. I've heard this before. They leave it right in the port. Like yeah. they don't even like like they ship it over and just leave it sitting in um. I forget the term, but basically like just leave everything at the port and then you don't, you can't ship anything from there, but you can only ship it through to your warehouse or your 3PL. Right? Yep. Is that what so you guys all, did? Or?
1: Yeah, that's what we did. And then we, we left it there. And then, so basically we use two companies, another 3PL that's I think based in Boston. And then we also just sometimes send direct cause we're in Amazon too. So sometimes we just send directly to Amazon. So then we will just tell the port to just like drive it to Amazon or the company that we can just like pick it up and drive it to Amazon's warehouse. Uh, but that's, that's how we did it. And then in the beginning, we were storing it locally in Brooklyn at another kind of like right where I live at the moment. Um, but we didn't like how they were doing it. So then we kind of switched to a different one because they're not kind of messing up orders.
0: Okay. So they were using them as your 3PL. So you're moving it from West coast all the way to Brooklyn and then using that as your 3PL.
1: So we were doing two. So we were we were sending it some to West Coast and some to uh, um, I think it's like uh, New Jersey. Okay. Okay. So yep. you had
0: split splitware. Okay. So you split yeah, the we coast. Split
1: the yeah. Okay. So we're like oh, we did, because traditionally we see that West Coast has some sales, and then if in case we need some sales in like East Coast, we, we don't want like delay shipping. So. Yep. so that's all for like two day on our website, so we just want to make sure that we can get that done.
0: How? So this makes you think too. When you start talking about you were looking at competition how did you even decide to get into this space? Right. Cause you didn't look and you're like luggage, like no one's making luggage. You looked and said the exact, you're like, there's other companies making great luggage. We should go make some luggage. Like, why did you do that?
1: Yeah. So I, I did luggage because I was like looking at that. I was like, Oh, how come like there's like no direct to consumer luggage companies that I think were competing with like Samsung to me, And that's where that came from. I was like, oh, like, I can, like, I was doing the outdoor gear company. I was like, oh, I could do this. And, I was, and that, that was like my mentality, like, oh, I could do this. I was like, I don't think luggage is that special. I was like, let me look up a luggage. Like, obviously, it's not hard, but I was like, at the same time, I was thinking, like, hey, it's not that not a special product. I'm like, why does it cost like 1000 or 2000 for a good luggage? And then when we went to like our factory, we're like, oh, these guys are making a ton of money. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, wow, like, based on these cogs, like, Jesus Christ. Like, uh, I don't think people are, are realizing. But basically, we just saw, we were really big on Amazon with that other outdoor gear company. And we just saw like the outdoor space just get dominated on Amazon. But for some reason, like when we're looking for a new business, we're like, oh, like we just see like trends, like, hey, like outdoor gear is super expensive. I was like, let me think about luggage. And then I was looking at the, like the, at that time, Amazon was still very, um, like these companies, like these big luxury brands, they didn't go to Amazon because they're like, oh, look, we're a luxury brand. We're not going to be in Amazon. Amazon's like a cheaper thing, mm-hmm. right? But obviously as Amazon's grown up, like Amazon is completely like just said, like, I don't really care what you think. Like you're going to buy our stuff on Amazon because they just like dominate the e-commerce market. And then we saw that luggage companies weren't on Amazon. They were some, but not like good looking luggages.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So, Oh, great. Like let's enter this market because now this really big item, which is great because most, most FBA people didn't want to spend the money on like large stuff. It costs money to make a luggage. So like we have like a big like investment, of like 200 k that we, we did ourselves all bootstrapped. And then we saw like, it's going to take time. And then that, and then we just saw like the marketing, like we just saw like, Hey, this is a great opportunity for us because it is not like other markets on Amazon. Uh, for some reason, like people just don't enter luggage. And I, and, and now when I'm, when I've done, it, it makes more sense. It's like just a crazy hard product to make. Um, not hard, but like this time, right? Yeah.
0: Like when, nothing, it's well, just like time. Yeah, and yeah, that's exactly. a difficulty, right? When you're first in it, you look and you're like, that's easy. I could do that. Why isn't everyone, and then you do it and you're like, oh, that's why everyone does it. But if you just keep pushing, then you realize, all right, well, I'm halfway there. Like I already did most stuff that most people would have kind of tripped over at. So let's just keep going now. Like, cause then you realize not many people can follow us either because this just isn't easy.
1: It's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. So like even for like our, our, our company, it's like a very small item and like, it's a kind of what you said before, like starter, Ali, Alibaba. It's like, Hey, can you make this? So like, okay, great. How many do you want? It was like, it's so simple to enter, right? It's yeah. like, okay, great. anybody can mention. And So then you see like, it's a price war of like, okay, your price is 50 bucks. Okay. gonna be 48. Okay. Let me be 47. It's like, all right, we're the margins here, right? Amazon's the one that making money. <laughs> so
0: Which it yeah. sounds like that's also fu- you do that and you started there, right? So that wasn't, yeah. maybe that's not the, and now you're competing on a price, a product that is very uh, intangible. The price, right? Like luggage, you look at the same thing as like a mattress. Like you go to the store and you're like, why is that one 400? That one's 4,000. Like they both are square queen mattress. Like they're both kind of the same, but like luggage is one of those things where one is just, incan-
1: value, it, yeah.
0: yeah, it's very, it's very hard to, it's one of those few products. There's a few products out there that are just extremely, a mattress is my classic example, but luggage is one of them too. That like, you're like, it's still the same suitcase. It does, you can put the same amount of stuff in it. But like, yeah, like you said, Samsonite just costs a lot more than that then, random yeah. one. Yeah. On Amazon that, probably came from Alibaba that like the zipper falls off. Right? Yeah. 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 So you, and you found that space of just saying like, let's just sell a premium one a- on Amazon. No one else is doing it right now. Exactly. Yep. That's really where that came from. It was Like, Hey, like, let's, let's try this because based
1: on our previous experience, we saw uh, Amazon just so much traffic. And I was like, there's definitely people looking for luggage online yeah. at least for like quality ones. I was like, and then even for us, like when we started selling on Amazon, we're just like, Whoa, like, it's crazy. Like how many people are actually buying luggage online. Cause they're just like, I mean like, it's like anything. It's like, I'm like, I'm like a avid traveler. I'm just like, I travel, but like, it's not like, Oh, I'm going to like start a travel blog. But I'm just like, Whoa, this is crazy. The demand. And I was like, that's wild.
0: Yeah. I think once you get to any <laughs> consumer product, you realize how big the market yeah. even I've sold some pretty like odd products before. And you get into it and you realize like, wow, there's a lot of people that are into this real weird thing right now. And just like, even something you think is kind of niche, you're like there's a lot of people in this niche.
1: There's so much. Yeah, I think there's so much money in beaches, and even for us, when we saw like our Amazon stuff, we're just like, "Whoa!" Like, damn, Samson and Samson and all these luggage companies are making millions of dollars. Like, yeah. I didn't even realize how much money they're making. And then that like, gets you excited. I'm just like, "Whoa!" Like that, like excitement. Like it's like, oh man, this is a good idea. Then yeah, it's like, oh, we did a good thing. Yeah.
0: So then you realize you're, you're a small fish, but it's okay to be a small fish in a really large pond. And you're like, this is going to be. This could be big, right? Yeah, so we we're so excited because like great luggage, we we're going to get, we we're going to get reviews. Um, we were doing
1: like everything for e-commerce. We were, we we're reaching out to YouTubers, reaching out to influencers. So we just li- learned all this stuff from my previous company. Um, and we're just like, we got to start off like this. And then we're doing a lot of organic SEO. We are getting about like 50,000 organic visitors a month now. So all the stuff that we learned from previous companies that we built, we're just like started instantly. Um, great. Like you look up, like, I tell people like something like a luggage, uh, or anything that's kind of like expensive, maybe hundred dollars plus the, I always tell people, the first thing people are going to look up are going to be like product name reviews. Yeah. So what you do is reach out to every influencer or blogger that, you know, early on and give them a piece of your luggage or like when I say a product, not like your company, but give them a piece of your luggage to try and test. And what's going to happen is if they love it, they're going to write about it. But if they don't love it, they're going to tell you, Hey Kevin, I didn't like your product. Sorry. I'm not going to write about it. It's mm. much better that than when they buy the product and they don't like it because then they're going to write a really heated review about why they don't like
0: it. So, yeah. That's a good
1: yeah. one. Yeah. So, so it's worth giving like, away free luggage. Yeah. It's worth it because then like that's like, and then I tell people like, at least my strategy is like, I'm really big into SEO. I'm like, get those top 10 search terms to be stuff that you know, you contacted with bloggers because then you have great relationships with them. And they say, Hey, look, I see that like your article's going down. Let's add a little bit more content. You want another luggage?
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That is but,
1: great to have these relationships with people uh these bloggers cuz they want product I'm like hey look like I'll give you another bigger one if you're another article like yeah and they're like yeah I love your luggage the first time great send me another one I'm like all right great what color do you want uh,
0: <laughs> so it sounds like too you, you so you started with Amazon was like your first channel you are know, like let's just get this flywheel kind of spinning but as soon as you do that now it's like all right now let's kind of run the our SEO playbook we already know let's run our influencer play like we've already done these playbooks with the other company and you're just going to so you got your Amazon marketing channel going and now it's just like, let's get the next channel going the next sh- and like SEO influences kept going down the list
1: YouTube it's, it's like, it's like, I mean, you probably know it's like building a company isn't just like one channel. It's like, all right, you gotta like do everything. And it's like, okay, we know how to contact people. We've done it before. We, let's get our cold email tool out. Let's get the subject line that works and let's start doing it. Yeah. Yep. So it's uh it's getting the playbooks ready. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the playbook is really, uh, I've got that term from a few folks and, it feels like the most applicable, right? Where once you kind of learn that playbook, like you have your blogger outreach SEO playbook and it sounds like you executed it before it worked and you just run it on this company. And sometimes you run it on the second company. And you're like, "Oh, it doesn't work on this one. Like, okay, yeah. scrap so, that next one.
1: Yeah, exactly. Even for like the influencer marketing for Chester worked so much better than when it did for our outdoor gear company. And the reason why, and like we were thinking about it cause I think it makes, I think founders as a person just need to think, why did it work this time? And for us, we're like, oh, travel is like something that people like showing off. So the fl- models and Instagrammers, they love showing off. They love traveling because everybody has like this great life on Instagram. So if they're traveling, they can sh- easily show off the luggage. So it it worked a lot better for Chester because they loved the product. They would then repost it again on all the trips. Whereas the outdoor, it was like, hey, I'm going hiking once, and they're just like, well, I'm not really hiking again. Like, I, and then we would only get like basically one photo. For Chester, they're posting it every single time. We're like, oh, this is great. Uh, then, very cool. Yeah. So, like, get to think like it could work, but it's for Chester it just worked better, um, and we just got a lot more content. Like, uh, and now for us, we're just like, whoa, like, it makes sense because, like, especially like our, our our female influencers, the pink one, that's like they post it every time because they wear, they can match their nails, everything. It is so great. Um. So yeah, it, it's like how you said, like sometimes it works better, or sometimes it's just okay. Um, so that's why sometimes it's like, hey, just try it. And you never know what can happen. And we're just like,
0: whoa, this is crazy. Like, yeah, no way be better. And that's a good lesson right there. You just try it because you, know, you might know the playbook, you know the, the execution steps, but you don't know how they're going to pan out. And people are like, yeah, I tried like social media or paid ads or whatever. They tried something, they're like, it didn't work. And you're like, great, just try the next, like whatever the next playbook is, just execute that. It might be fantastic. It might be a flop. And it's almost, I think as an entrepreneur, you learn, I have no idea. Like I literally like, Sure. Maybe it works. Maybe it don't, but like, it's faster to try a very small reach out to a few influencers and just try it and see if it works. And then if it works, great, double down. But if it doesn't work, then either you have to go back and ask yourself, did I like, did I screw this up somehow? Or maybe it just doesn't work for this company and just move on. And that's, and it's just rinse and repeat.
1: And exactly. Even for like, and the great thing about for Chester too was that, um, we were selling online, of course. Like any product, you have returns, and people are like, "Oh, I just didn't like the size or like the color." I "Great, return it back to us." And then we would get those returned back to my mom's house out here in Northern Island. And then um, when we reach out to influencers, we be like, "Hey, look, you want like a slightly used luggage instead of us sending them a new one?" My mom would just like clean it up a little bit, and then she would send it out to them. And they're like, <laughs> oh, right. So then you got to like instead of us throwing out storage, we reused it. I'm like, "Hey, this is a cheaper way to give out product." And I was like, "You got to be like, we're bootstrap. We got to save money somehow." I'm like. I'm just like, wipe it down because most people like, you know, people would just buy things like, oh, I don't really like it. And it's almost new.
0: I, that That is the trick of most people. They think they have to do it this really big thing. I used to at one point have returns. It was in another office I had and the whole wall was just return Like it was just a wall and like it got to a point you had to kind of walk sideways and like all right, it's getting a little stupid, but fine. And like, you know, and one of the other guys in the office is like, you can't do this anymore. It's getting ridiculous. Like, I'm like, no, 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 we just put them on the wall. Don't worry about it. And like, that's just what you do and it's okay.
1: It's yeah. Yeah. Even, even for our office in the city, we had like, we had like boxes of returns and like people would come in, like, do you guys want a luggage? Like take any, <laughs> <color you want. laughs> Just take any
0: color you want. I was like, we don't need them anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's awesome. All right. Before I let you go, this is super helpful. If someone is sitting home and they, they're hearing all this, but they're like, I don't have another business yet. I want to start. Like, you know, they're that person that kind of, they haven't got that first foothold yet. What would you kind of, what would you say to them right now and recommend they do as like step one in this entire process?
1: I think for step one is, uh, it's tricky. Uh, I'd say like, just think of something that you want to do. And I, I was like, I, I think like we talked about before is like, t- think of like a stair step approach. Like the first thing you're going to do, it's not going to, maybe you're not passionate about it. Maybe you don't love it, but you're going to learn something from it. And once you learn from it, go to your next business. Like my first company was a made company. Um, was I passionate about cleaning? Maybe not. But I was passionate about making, uh, learning how to sales, learning SEO, learning marketing, and just learning business in general. And I, and the reason why I did made companies is because I knew there was demand. As probably see with anything I built. I want to know, is there demand? Because if there's demand, that means I can enter the market and sort of learn marketing or business in general. So I would say, like, just take something that you know kind of maybe you're interested in and then build it. And the made company is still running. So at least we're like, we we have like 103 maids now that work for that, my company there. So yeah.
0: Very cool. Yeah. I like that. And I've quoted, I think, um, I don't know if you've also got that Rob Walling quoted him on the stair step approach on this podcast before. And that's kind of, I'll link to that somewhere in the show notes and same concept. You just start with, you start with something and it doesn't, you don't have to start with like, I'm going to become this huge luggage company you start with. I'm like, I'm going to do something. that's just reselling something or just, just something. And you start learning pieces of business. Right. And, fine. I learned marketing and maybe I didn't learn logistics and warehousing and inventory management and all that, but I learned marketing. And now you have that like one skill under your belt and now you can apply that to business too. And I love that. Yeah. I love that advice. Awesome. If people want to kind of find you learn more about you, follow your work, where can they do that?
1: Uh, they can just go to boymedia.com or just Kevin on boy Media, but I'm also like big on Twitter. Not, when I say big, i mean just like, I, <laughs> no one follows <bothers laughs> me. <laughs> No one follows me. I just like I'm like an average Twitter user, so you can just find me on Twitter. It's like twitter.com forward slash Danus D A N E S T. Awesome. I will link to the show and notes. This is like an old username <laughs> uh, Yeah, right, Yeah. No, uh, no one
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Wow,
0: well, maybe we'll get some more followers. <laughs> I'll follow you now. So there you go. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thank you very much, Connor. It was super helpful. And uh yeah, we'll link to the show notes. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you.